Hey, I'm Dave, and you're listening to another episode of Dying to Listen Podcast presented by the Disc Golf Dyers Guild. Today, we have Gary from Happy Little Accidents, and accidents is uh, basically his entire career. So, uh, thank you, Gary, for uh, joining us on the podcast here. Um, so, we'll dive right in. All right. Obviously, you play disc golf. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Great. Uh, yes. What got you into disc golf, and why do you like it? Um, I started playing disc golf in probably like 2002 or 2003. Um, I'm a little bit older. Uh, I went to college in 2001. So my, I think my junior year, we lived and we moved in the summer into this small house that was right off campus. And, um, we had, you know, we had a whole summer with no school and nothing to do. So we basically just, you know, drank the whole time. And, uh, and you know, during the day, you know, we had a couple of friends that played, uh, ultimate and we would just, we all had ultimate disc and we would just, um, pick places, you know, pick random objects around campus. And by the end of the summer, we had like, we would just make up our own, like couple of like 18 hole courses, you know, aiming at you know, uh, you know, light poles or <laughs> cars and parking lots or whatever. Um, and then we, once we realized that, that there was like an actual sport too, like they made discs for it and everything. So a few of us, um, played, you know, we got like, I had like an old rock that I still have actually, um, and so a couple of us still, you know, kind of got into it a little bit. And, you know, I've had like gaps in my life where I didn't play as much. But um, I think about three years ago, um, that's when me and one of my old fraternity brothers, um, it, actually two, um, we started playing a lot more. And for the past couple of years, it's been, you know, at least probably once a week that we're playing. That's awesome. Uh, besides that rock, do you have any other of your, like what first discs? No. Um, I had like, when I got back into it and probably like, probably about four years ago, I still had that rock. Um, I don't even have it in my room right now. And I had, um, uh, I think it was a T bird that I had gotten in, um, a competition or a tournament that we had done, uh, like forever ago. Um, and I, I ended up throwing it at a tree and it just completely shattered. <laughs> um, uh, so that was like, that was the only other one, like the last remnant of like my old ones. But, uh, no, but that rock's got like my old cell phone number from, you know, like from, from college that's forever ago. Nice. What plastic is that? I, th- um, I showed it to a couple of my buddies because I had it in my bag for a little bit because I, I, it, was, it was so flippy. Mm-hmm. And it's not DX. They said they thought it was like uh, maybe like a, uh, I don't know plastics that well, but maybe like a pro plastic or something like that. Hmm. Um, it's a little bit smoother and uh, it, it feels better than like DX, but I don't, I don't know. I'd have to, we'd have to resort to somebody that knows more than we do. I'm curious if it's worth any money. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell it anyways. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do you keep playing disc golf? Um, well, I mean, 
I've had like I always have like a lot of hobbies, um, but this this is the one that I at least currently and hopefully for a long time I would imagine so because I'm getting older and exercise is good. But it's the one I think about the most. You know, it's the one that makes me the most happy, and um, and I you know I like being outside and living down here in South Carolina. It's hot as crap, you know, during the summer. So. You know, if I was if I didn't do do that, I would just stay inside the whole time, um, and you know, like that's I don't know. It's it's just the most it's my most fun hobby that I have. Yeah, well, um, I don't envy the heat that you have down there in the summer. So yeah, it's it's, it's hot here in Wisconsin. I don't want to even play. I can't imagine down there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the winters at least are. You know, it gets cold down here, but not, not for not as cold and not for nearly as long either. So, you know, there's give and take. Yeah, well, I guess we have both really freaking hot, humid summers and frigid, freezing winters. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how old are you again? I am forty. So that can put you into the uh, what MA forty class now. Uh, yeah, I don't do, <laughs> I don't do too many tournaments, but I've, I have a feeling, and it was kind of this way with hockey too, when I played, um, like the 40, the, once that just means that all of the best players <laughs> that have, that have gotten to 40 go to there then, you know? So it's like, you have a better chance against, you know, young, young people in, you know, MA3 than, uh, than, than the 40 league. You know, that is a, a good way to think of it. I was thinking of it as like that would probably be my only chance to win because of these old people can't play. Yeah. Oh, well, that's either the best way to think of it or the worst thing, to, the worst way to think about it. Because like, yeah. I'm screwed either way. <laughs> so what got you into disc dying? Um, well, so I was a visual art major um, in college. And I've always been pretty artistic. My family, like my mom and dad and my brother, we're, we've, like, we're all pretty creative and artistic. So, um, you know, I have that background. Um, and I think like I was over at, I was over uh, with my cousin's husband um, that we used to play a good bit together. Um, and he had, he had like a couple of discs that he had stencil dyed, like just some really rudimentary like a like just some goofy shit um but he was showing it to me and i was like oh this isn't a you know this isn't magic or a permanent marker he's like no you can like you know you can you can dye it and he kind of explained it so that's when uh i was like oh well that's cool you know i mean i've got it you know i've got my bag I'm, i might as well just try to you know put some cool stuff on it and that was just uh uh, you know, go to YouTube and try to figure out how to how to do any of it, and it's you know then the story's the same as everybody else's. You screw up a couple of DX um, putters and go from there. Nice. Uh, when was that when you first started dying? Um, I think so. The my first time I was died was probably like I would say any like we're probably in the ballpark of like right like right at two years. It okay. was it was two years ago, gotcha. Sometime in sometime in like late summer, I think. When you get old, everything's just a blur, anyways. So, um, yeah, pretty do much. You, do you remember the first die that you attempted? 
Um, the very, very first die that I attempted was on a, it's a, it's like an old, it was a, I had bought a, a used white prodigy putter and I'm not even sure what it was. Um, but I like stenciled out, like I had, I was starting to kind of like it. I was like, maybe this will be my putter. Um, and I like, I tried to die a cursive, the rim job, (laughs) um, (laughs) And I tried to dye it black because I wanted to name the the, the disc rim job because um, you like you know you hit a lot of rims, um, <clears throat> and it turned it it like didn't turn it black it turned it like it's almost like it stripped white like the the white out of it so it was like tan but it was kind of well defined hmm. and it looked it looked pretty cool for a while I actually just looked at it a little while ago and it looks. You can't see anything now. I was like, oh, that'd be cool to have on hand. But it would literally just be like me holding up a, a plastic plate. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing to see there. Nice. So your first die was a stencil die? Uh, yeah, because that's the what I had seen yeah. of of his. Like he just showed me like stencils. I, did, I don't think I would even uh, – I'm don't. i not sure I would even pieced together or seen other uh, – you know, that there was other like glue beds or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, did you use vinyl and I'm assuming you hand cut it? Yeah. Yeah. This both. Okay. I'm not even sure if I used vinyl, um, to be honest, cause I know I didn't, I know I didn't buy anything in bulk or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible. I might've used painter's tape because I know that I, I, I know that I did, uh, like just mix some shaving cream and, and poured some powder in it. It just kind of whipped it up and just, you know, just, just kind of brushed it on and let it sit. Because um, I've used, you know, I've used painter's tape for, for staining wood and stuff, if, like designs with that. Um, but honestly, I I don't remember if I used that or vinyl. I probably use vinyl. Well, at least it worked-ish. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it worked for a little while. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the dye that you used? Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure I used I dye black. I think I think that's what I used. It's possible it was writ, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, I dye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there was some writ. Yeah, yes. you know, used it once or twice. Um, what other like what was your second dye or third dye after that? Uh, I have them. I can show you. The, yeah. I actually like. I got pretty lucky that, um, like once I realized that you could like glue beds and stuff, um, I lo- looked like at a ton, um, of just like, uh, people on Reddit and Instagram. Um, and I was really trying to, I wanted to like make, like, I was basically just to learn. I was trying to copy like base, like I want mine to look like this one here. Um, so like that, uh, I think you've talked to him about him before that guy beefy dies. I thought his stuff was was really cool. Um, and another guy, his name was uh, his name is B Side Dies. He still dies. Um, uh, this essence, I still have it. I still like throw it. This was the the first glue bed I did, um, along with an origin that I ended up giving to uh, one of my buddies that was trying. He like not recently. He was trying to get into disc golf, so I sent him a couple of like understable. Th- discs so nice. i don't have that anymore and then this envy um this one's pretty cool too i don't really i never really thrown it this is a glow one 
but they turned out pretty cool. I really like the essence a lot. Like the only the thing that sucks is like this thing, you know, with being yellow, orange, and, and brown and black. Like it's I, I can't believe I've never lost it because I've probably I bet I have cumulative. I would probably guess like three to four hours of like cumulative time searching for this thing like over the past two years yeah because yeah, it's just it's gone yeah i mean you know and i have a lot of green i have a lot of green discs too it's like it's like the two worst camouflage colors you can pick yeah you're very sadistic with your dyes yeah um, it makes you throw better yes just yeah don't suck <laughs> yeah uh so besides the stenciling and the glue, what other methods have you tried for disdying? Um, stenciling, glue. Um, I think that's it. Other than just the just the like hand, I guess like hand painting or or like direct application. That seems like more like a way to explain mine. Um, is just like direct application. I just thought of that. That's, that seems pretty. You ever heard that before? So, yeah, I mean, we'll Say no. put it. We'll put a trademark next to it. So yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like you have a signature style, but in your own words, can you describe what that is? Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, they, I, th- I have like. I mean, there's a. I kind of do a lot of repeat. You know, like uh, a lot of my stuff is. Um, you know, I do one, and if it's in, if it's popular, I end up have like basically like just doing that on you know on repeat. <clears throat> uh, but I guess the I mean I guess the signature style was is you know the, the landscapey kind of watercolory you know effect, mm-hmm. which is you know it's basically what what I'm doing is you know watercolor painting just without you know just with a different medium so. How did you stumble upon that method? I stumbled upon it because I had for Christmas um, gotten a gray Berg that had white that had a white stamp on it, <clears throat> and I that was uh, not this past Christmas, but the the one before that, and I really wanted to make it look cool because like I was really excited about this disc, um, and. I had seen um, a dive that somebody had done that was pretty, it was kind of spacey looking, like a lot of stars on it, um, you know, and just black and purple. So I wanted to do that on the Berg, but I had seen so many videos, or not, maybe not videos, but people like horror stories about a Berg bubble. And up to that point, I'd only done just, you know, like a handful of glue beds, but that's what I planned. That's what I thought I was going to do with it. But I was so scared about the, that bubble that I was like, well, I'm going to try because, you know, all the glue is essentially doing is, I I think anyway, is just hold, is just holding the the, the stuff up, right? Like somewhere to, you know, to place it on. So I was like, well, it's possible that. I'm getting text sorry. It's possible that um, you know you can just cut out the middleman and and just plop it on there and see what happens. So that's what I did. You know, I um, I masked out the stars because I knew I wanted to do that, um, and I just did that by splat like 
this was like really rudimentary, but like I just took some white paint and put it on the brush and, you know, like splattered it. Um, and once that dried, just took, um, I tried to make it pink. Pink didn't work on gray at all. Um, but pink, purple, purple kind of stuck, um, and black stuck and it looked great. Like when I first did it, it looked really, really good. Now it's kind of, now it looks like it was a great disc that somebody that didn't know what they were doing, you know, (laughs) had looking cool for, uh, you know, six months or so. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so for your current process, kind of walk us through that and how you create some of your uh, discs that you do now. Um, so the, the way I like the, the way I mix my stuff is I'm pretty sure the same way that anybody else does for, um, for glue beds, as far as acetone and powder. Um, I just, I take, um, like here, like I'll have one of these and I'll put one of the little, whatever, whatever the droplet is of this thing. Uh, do you know how much this is, Dave? This uh, little guy. Usually it says on the thing that you're measuring. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> I think it's a teaspoon. Two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, teaspoon. Yeah. Half teaspoon. Yes, there you half go. Half teaspoon, half teaspoon of whatever powder, um, and then I just fill the rest of it up with acetone. Um, you know, mix it, and then I uh, I'll I drop it into a shot glass. Basically, I'll take you know maybe like fifteen, you know, ten, fifteen squirts of it, plop it in, um, and then. So I'll put that in a shot glass and then I use right now, all I've ever used is just rubbing alcohol, like just basic, like isopropyl, isop something, um, 70%, I think. And, uh, like, and that's what the, that alcohol will determine how, how dark, you know, how, um, I don't know, intense the color will be. Um, and it's also really good for blending. Um, so if you, and if you I mean, you can do, you can do a ton of it and then just have to do a million, million passes, you know, to just gradually get darker or, you know, if you're, if you need something really, really stark, like my trees, like with trees, I'll use black, like uh, I dye black and just, uh, like just the tiniest bit of rubbing alcohol. And I think that basically is just the, the only reason I put any in there is to keep it from evaporating really quickly. Like, I think I've found that it helps it from evaporating. Awesome. I don't think I've heard of anybody doing it uh, that way. Usually, I feel like they, like, have their pre-mixes in the bottle, but it seems like you kind of, you have your base acetone and dye mix, but then you um, cut it with your uh, rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have any specific ratio that you use for like your acetone mixture and rubbing alcohol or is it just kind of by feel right now yeah yeah it's just yeah it's there's nothing too scientific about it gotcha and th- mm-hmm. that answers my question i was like how do you get such smooth gradients and um that's that yeah yeah the um the only problem with it is uh, or that can come up with it is stamps um you know the integrity of them because you're, you know, 
whatever, however much, no matter how much alcohol, rubbing, uh, rubbing alcohol you have in there, you're still, there's still acetone in there as well. And I'm taking a, a paper towel or something and, you know, rubbing it on there. So there are certain stamps that are just like, that I like, that I've messed up before too, which is, you know, and, and the worst part is you can't, you don't really know until it's too late. You know, yeah. it's kind of a bummer. And this is for my next question. How do you apply the dye to the disc with that method? Um, several ways. Uh, my, the, the thing that I use most, like for broad, especially for like my backgrounds, um, <clears throat> like a, you know, a big or a large area of background, it's usually just paper towels. Um, like I'll take a paper towel, wad it up into like a little, like a chicken nugget shape or something like that. Um, and dip that and that's what I'll that's what I'll use and usually start around the room you know it just depends on what the what gradient it's going to be or anything like that but yeah paper towel is is probably like 90% of what I use then the other you know 10% would be um, occasionally like uh, what am I, why am I blinking cotton balls um, or you know or paintbrush obviously for you know for like detailed stuff um, Q-tips <clears throat> for detailed stuff, but like for the, for a good chunk, it's usually just paper towels. Hmm. That's so, yeah. Interesting. So I'm lucky I got into this after, you know, uh, you know, when you couldn't, <laughs> you know, you couldn't find them anywhere in the stores. Yes. Uh, but I do like your description <clears throat> of how you wadded it up. It looked like a chicken nugget that you just dip in there. <laughs> well, you know, like when you don't really know what you're talking about and you just have to say the first thing that comes in your head. Oh. You know, like, that's, yes. what, that's, that's what came to my head. Yes. Um, boy, now I got distracted on the chicken nuggets. Yeah. Hungry? <laughs> yes. So what are your favorite dye colors that you like to use when you dye your discs? I guess my... My favorites probably are, uh, do you want like the brand and stuff too? Sure. I mean, I like, yeah. I, I really like, I like pink and purples a lot. Um, I think like I've never done any pink or purple disc that I was, when I was done with and thought like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, and, um, I really like, I use, uh, Caribbean uh, PCAD a lot like that that comes up in a lot of my stuff um, but honestly I think I like um, probably like pinks and purples the most are there any uh, colors that you absolutely hate um, not off the top I'll, I'll probably have one in like two minutes when I if I like if I'm thinking about it but no not off the top of my head are there any colors that you found that take uh, um, like saturate the disc faster or slower than others? Um, I mean, certainly slower. Yeah. So I do like, I like yellow, but I guess I hate yellow. I hate yellow right now because the only yellow I have is an eye dye yellow. Um, and I, I didn't until I, I've never used like needed it on its own to just be like a yellow section. And I was trying to do something recent. I can't even remember what I was trying to dye. Um, is from, oh, is my watt. I was going to try to do like this light bulb idea. And I, it was like, I had it in Photoshop. It was, I was like, this is going to be really cool. 
and I went to like do the thing, do it all yellow. And I was like, man, this sucks so bad. <laughs> like, like it was, I mean, I could have been like rubbing that in for, you know, it felt like hours and nothing would happen. Um, or at least nothing substantial. So I think like any, any colors that I would hate would be associated with how well they, you know, they go into it. Mm-hmm. I realized that was the last question. Then you asked me uh, something else. Which ones? Uh, which ones take a lot? Um, red eye dye obviously is like mega, you know, mega strong. Um, uh, I, I have like more. I think I use more eye dye than most people do, um, just because I know a lot of people use PCAD, and I have some of theirs too, and I like it. But I've had like purple, like their purple, red, um, and black, at least. Um, they, they, like, they all work really well for me and I've used them for, you know, for a really long time. They work fine. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I've never had any PCAT that had, that was bad, um, as far as being, you know, saturating really well. So all of that's always really good. I need to get yellow. Yes. Um, you know, we do sell sample packs and yeah, if, you're, if yeah. you're really nice, I could probably send you some. Okay. Sounds good. Although you sent me a lot of free shit, so I can't really. Hey. I, I think I might need to start paying for stuff. <laughs> you know <clears throat> that that wouldn't hurt, but yeah, I, I like you. Uh, um, yeah. Do you? What are your favorite plastic types and or discs to dye? Um, I would have probably said, like always, said castaplast. Um, you know, up until. <clears throat> Up until I probably like I started selling discs and people would start like sending me discs or asking for stuff on something different because that's all I that's all I had ever done. Um, I don't really have a favorite. I don't think I just know that as long as it you know as long as it takes it well, then that's that's fine by me. Um, recently, I've been doing more MVP discs, um, and like I know you jumped on that train. Uh, you know you're kind of you can you're kind of a hipster you get to claim it before yes yeah i, d- I didn't jump on the train no everybody yeah everybody, everybody, trade. Yes, yeah, everybody yeah. jumped on with me <laughs> yes yes um yeah no i remember you talking about it like that you were switching to to you know all that mm-hmm. um or to mvp only and i remember thinking like one dave's dork and just doing the <laughs> one manufacturer thing even though he's not sponsored by them yeah there's um, no reason for it but. but but two i was like i just remember like i when I first, you know, when I when I get got back into, you know, seriously back into disc golf a couple of years ago, um, like I think I'd mostly only had end of the discs, um, and I just remember thinking, like, I don't like the rims around MVP, you know, like I just think it's weird, um, and then I remember thinking, like, I don't like the stamps, like, uh, or the logo, and I still don't necessarily really like the stamps or the logo that much. But um, when you wipe, if you wipe the, you know, you can wipe some of it off and the stamps are actually really simple. And um, so I, I have been liking uh, MVP lately. Um, I've done a lot of MVP discs lately and they are just fine. Yeah, I feel like you have been doing a lot of glitches. Yeah, well, it's because I bought like 10 of them. <laughs> you know, I bought like, so I bought some and need to get rid of them because I don't. I think we'll, you'll probably like come on this earlier or later. Um, I don't typically have like a big inventory or anything like that. So when I do, when I do have like a bunch of discs, I start getting like, um, 
it starts like weirding me out that they're there and, and like i get like scared that they're going to be there forever you know like it's like i need to get rid of these and sell them and not just be sitting on them yeah um well you have the exact opposite problem that i have it's like i must keep them i have them i could dye them but i don't want to <laughs> i have a couple i have a couple that i want to die for myself and i can't like like i i can't like bring myself to dye them or like i don't want to screw them up or i don't you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah yeah so i take it you do probably most of your work is commission type work yeah um probably like 95 percent of it is commission and then you know the if i'm trying to like uh if i want to try to do something new a new design um i would rather do it on a disc that i'm going to like a disc for me mm-hmm and then if I don't have a disc for me, like that, that I need, um, then I'll try to do it on one of these and hope that it's good and hope that it sells. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I, like, I don't have a, an online store. Like I know I could set one up, um, but I don't have one. So trying to sell one that's like, that's unspoken for is just like, uh, it's just such a pain and like, it's just like always like, man, I hope this sells cause. You know, I've got a couple that are just sitting here that have never, you know. Gary, Gary, you know, we can set you up as a vendor on the Dyer's Guild website. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unless you're not already. No, um, I don't know. It's work. It can't be that hard. You. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. I would just, uh, I would, I would do it before I had somebody do it for me. Yeah. I haven't so, had like, a, it's not usually an issue, but like, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while one, one doesn't sell or you just didn't advertise it enough or something. What is like your most popular um, theme or style for dye? Um, the most popular is is definitely the ones I've done with like mountains and trees. Um, uh, like you know, there's others that are that are po- kind of popular, but that's been the that's the one that kind of um, you know was the first one that really got popular. Um, and that I did the most and I think like still people would, that's probably the most requested. So how did you stumble upon that design? Um, I can't really say, uh, I, I'm sure it had to have been, or I don't know why I did like wanted to do like a landscapey one, but, um, I do know that like once I did that berg that was that was you know when I masked out stars and saw like you could like that could be a part of it part of it um I did like I know the first one I did like one of those tree designs on I did one on a yarn when they first first came out it wasn't a first run but it was when they first came out with uh, white ones and they were really popular and so I knew I wanted to do something really cool on it because I wanted to sell it for like a lot of money. <laughs> um, uh, and so I did that on, I, I did it on that and a Berg. Um, so I did two at the same time, um, which is probably, which I wouldn't advise like normally to like try something new twice. Um, but so I knew I wanted to do like a sky, uh, some sort of sky scene. And I'm sure that it had to have just been like Google imaging and just looking at skies, sky, you know, like a million sky pictures and saw like trees or something and be like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's easy enough to, or I would hope easy enough to just do a silhouette mm-hmm. um, and, you know, see how it works. And, it, you know, it, that's 
that's when it, you know those ones look good. How long does it usually take you to do one of those dies? Um, well, I mean, you have to like, I mean, if you, you know, masking and stuff takes time. Uh, wiping, you know, unmasking takes time too, which with like wood glue is kind of it can be a pain in the butt. Um, and I've definitely gotten faster now. I would say like from start w- without without masking, but just the dyeing process, um, I can do one in you know under two hours now. Um, and depending on which you know, if depending on how complicated you know, it could be an hour to you know. Sometimes I've I've definitely spent three or four hours on one before, which is not you know, the best. <laughs> Do you do it all in one sitting typically? Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Um, I'll do like sometimes I'll do like the masking, like if I'm doing like cl- like clouds or like the beach ones or anything like that. Like sometimes I'll like if I'm if I'm got nothing to do or something like that, maybe or I just want a little bit of time to just like prep some stuff. I might like do a couple of masks or something like that and get to them the next day. But for the most part, it's like for sure all in one because I don't. Yeah, I want to be in and out. <laughs> so, for the masking, you use I'm assuming what was it? Wood glue. Yeah, use wood glue. And why? Well, like, what's the reasoning for the masking? How does that incorporate into your design? Um, you mean like like I mean I can just give you the examples of the designs and where the masking takes place. Yeah. Well, well I mean, because anybody listening knows like you can't dye white. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's the, that's the biggest issue for me. Um, it being like how I, you know, if I'm painting discs, which is, you know, essentially what I'm doing, you, we have to work in, you have to work backwards. Um, so with painting, you know, you can cover, you can, you know, you can stack things up as much as you want. Like you can cover any mistakes, but with this dying, you know, you have to, you have to do like a lot of logistics or I mean, at least for mine, like I have to do a lot of logistics beforehand of like what's going to be white and how to work around that. So like the glue masking for, you know, a lot of my stuff is, you know, stars have to be masked, um, to stay white, um, beach one, you know, if I do like a beach one, like the foam, you know, in the waters that meets the sand, that all has to be masked off. Um, and, uh, you know, clouds, clouds are all masking and that's, you know, just luckily clouds and beach and stars. I mean, like there's no really rhyme or reason to them. So you can, it's not like it has to be perfect or precise or anything like that. Yeah. I was going to say like, how do you get the shapes for the clouds? Do you just kind of like, no, it looks good. No, I, um, I don't remember how I originally started doing them. I think I started doing them the same way I do them now. They just were really like, like, uh, children's illustration book um yeah. they were like really bad um, your, cl- but, your clouds look like real clouds thank you well they look better now like yeah. they didn't look that good when i first did them they looked i mean they they were bad mm-hmm. um no i just take i use uh like a small just some sort of weird little you know like of cups that i have like a hundred of that are like you know this they're they're small mm-hmm. um and just squirt a bunch of wood glue in and then take cotton balls <clears throat> and I might like kind of like just try to separate it a tiny bit so it's not like a you know a perfectly small piece of like popcorn chicken you know what I mean <laughs> yes. uh, um, so it's more like a fluffy one that uh 
you know, your cat got a hold of or something. Um, and then just, I mean, just kind of like just splotch it and, you know, you just see what happened. Like it's the same way I do the, you know, any kind of like water stuff. Um, you splotch it and see what, you know, see what happens. You see what happens. Um, and you can kind of, you know, you can manipulate it to, you know, get thicker here or, you know, make like little fun little, you know, little side, you know, side pieces that come off or anything like that. But it's basically just, um, you know, it's, it's strategically placing it where it should be and then seeing what, you know, and then it does what it does. That's, uh, that is awesome, which I never thought about kind of blotting the glue. Um, have you had any issues with the glue masking failing when you've been dyeing your discs? Uh, yes. Um, and does it matter with what it, the mask is for anyways? It, no, it probably wouldn't matter for like cloud. Like the only time it matters is with stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to use, like I said, with that Berg, I used to just splatter white paint on, on there. And it was cool because like that was really organic like it was just you don't know what the hell is coming out of there when you do that you know um but that paint after after you've given it like 20 passes of you know your ass you know the stuff whatever you're dying with acid that acetone starts it that, that paint goes quick so by the time you're on you know the 30th pass the stars have been demasked for 10 and you've got a, you know, you just got a black sky with, you know, there was like, it's like the glue mat, like, it's like there was never any, anything masked off to begin with. Hmm. Um, so the, with those stars being so, so small, there's, there's times for sure. Like when, by the time I'm done with it, it's like, man, there's like five where there were supposed to be like 50, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but then again, I mean, you know. A lot of times you look up in the sky and there's only five stars anyway, so you just <laughs> say that that's what you, you know, that's what it was supposed to do anyways. It's a happy little accident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so why the hell did you use paint at first? Because I had it. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know why you do. It's why you do anything at first. <laughs> like, it's it's there. You know, like yeah, yeah. I knew that it would splatter, um, yeah. and uh, like it's, it worked. You know for a while so was it hard to get the paint off um well it's ironically yes uh even though i just like talked about how easy it is for it to come off Mm -hmm. but if you're it's like if you want it to come off it's a pain in the ass you know if you don't it's (laughs) like it's like all right see ya yeah um no i spent like there's like i've spent a lot of time like like with that paint especially um like sometimes like alcohol would get it off a lot of times, but sometimes it wouldn't. And I would just have to sit there with an exacto knife and pick, 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 like, yeah, like there was, I, like, I remember, um, like there's one disc in particular, like I had to, like, I was, I remember I was like outside on the patio watching TV for like, I feel like it was two or three hours just taking, like just individually picking off these little things. Like they would not come off. It was pain. So how, so you use glue now for your masking for your stars. How do you mm-hmm. apply your stars? Then? Um, yeah, uh, usually I'll just uh, like I took some of the, I took some, like a bunch of wood glue and put it in an old like Elmer's glue um, thing, and I had to like snip the tip of it off to make the 
make it wider because wood glue won't come out of that tiny ass hole for mm. normal glue. Um, so, so it'll come out of that. So a lot of times I'll just kind of just that, like take the whole, the bottle and just give it like one, like really light little boop, boop, boop. Mm. Um, you know, and just try to the, you know, it works better. The, the paint was more, paint looked cooler cause it was way more random. Mm-hmm. Like when I, I'm trying to get better, like if, about them not looking like, like it was just done, you know, by like, mm-hmm. you know, children's illustrator, but that's where, that's kind of when like the less is more mm-hmm. uh, kind of works. You know, if you don't try to do a hundred stars, they don't look like you just did it in a little checker pattern, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just trying to think if there's a way to kind of mimic what you're doing with the paint with glue that would work. That I don't know. Like I mean, I had to try. Although you, we both know that if you dipped a paint in a paintbrush in wood glue and try to do that, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to get your thumb dirty. But <laughs> yeah. I had to try it, but that didn't work. Yeah, the viscosity of glue is a lot thicker than paint. Uh, yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I haven't given it. I, I haven't actually tried like given it too much thought. Um, but I don't know, like that stuff. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. I am too. <laughs> like, We're both think, like, <laughs> like if you had a comb with like the big combs on there and you kind of dip it in and you kind of, you know how you clean paintbrushes where you just kind of whack it on something. Yeah. To, to get more. Uh, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the good thing about it, like, if you, the good thing about that is you don't have to mess up a disc to, to, to figure it out. Yeah. You just go out on, just go out on the workbench and throw some shit around and see like what, see if any of it makes it, you know, splatter yes. good. Well, I hope after we're done recording, it's going to inspire you to experiment. <laughs> yeah. Or you and then report back. Yeah. Um, no, I probably will. Then I usually like when I did that, I'd have to like take a piece of paper or like whatever something you know. I'd grab something out of the recycling to cover up like the bottom half of the mm-hmm. bottom half of the disc and just go like you know go to town mm-hmm. so that so that there's not a bunch of you know stars mass down there that you didn't need to be in the first place. Yes. Um, do you do any other masking uh, without glue, like vinyl masking? Yeah, occasionally. Um, uh, <clears throat> I've done like uh, sometimes I've had had to do mountains, um, mountains that don't run off the bottom of the disc. Like I'm really good at making stuff look good, you know. That from you know, like if you if you're looking at a disc, you know, like you can start at the top, and as long as it runs off the bottom, you can really you can make a lot of cool stuff. That's like like trees or like run off the bottom. Mountains I can do they run off the bottom because you can just you know make sure the top looks good and then you know all the way down the bottom because it's going to get you know it's going to either the mountain was going went all the way to the bottom or it's going to get covered up by something else um so something solid like that if it needs to be like i've done some before where it's like a lake reflection or something so the mountain has to have a hard you know a hard stop Mm -hmm. that you see it's not easy at least the way i the, the way i paint without like without lotion you know that dye that uh acetone and alcohol is liquid it's going somewhere so you know if if it has to stop if it has to have a hard stop at the bottom like i have to have something to mask it off and um i'll just use vinyl for that 
if I, you know, when that comes up. Gotcha. Yeah. Hold on one second. I'm going to grab the two discs that you sent me for visual representations. Thank you for listening to the Dyer's Guild podcast. If you'd like to learn more about disc dyeing, get supplies, and or sell your own discs, you can head to the website at dyersguild.co. There you can check out all the dyes and supplies that you may need. We do have dye sample packs, so you don't have to buy the full jars. And you can try all 50 colors from Pro Chemical and Dye. We also have uh, vendors who are selling their dye discs. And if you want to sell your dye disc on the website, sign up to become a vendor. We also have a wonderful disc dyeing community on the Facebook group and Discord channel. We also have a classified section where users can submit a commission request and you, the dyer, can respond to it if you would like to work on it. We also have events. So, get to dyersguild.co now. So, I have one of your discs that you dyed for me that I absolutely love. Um, and you can kind of get a visual representation of basically everything. You have your stars. You have your um, clouds, which again, they look really good. Um, stars? Yep, they're stars. <laughs> but I, I really like how you got the smooth gradient on everything. Um, and I like this one because you did day and night. Yep. No mistakes at all. Nope. None whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah. How long did it take you to do this disc? Because it you, you basically um, had a mask it off yeah well i mean <laughs> i mean i'd like to tell you that just putting vinyl on half of a disc only took you know 10 seconds but <laughs> that that probably took me about 30 minutes to get it you know centered up not 30 minutes that's a lie um <clears throat> 35 but as you, yeah yeah even then i screwed it up um no i mean like that probably total like it's, that might have been two hours, two and a half, three, um, and you know that would have been basically because I had to do like just two two different sets of masking because you can't like do either or without that split, you know, without having vinyl on one side. Oh, I yeah. know what took so long is the is getting the vinyl on the 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 dyed side, the the already uh -huh. dyed side, like. It's like you have to. It's you got to be really precise laying that bad boy back down, like over the top of it. Yeah, I definitely screwed. Like I messed it up. I, like it's under the tree. I created. I there's a tree right in the center of that disc, specifically for one reason, was <laughs> to cover up a little small gap. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. So, what side did you do first, the day or night? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we had to do it again, what would you do first? I don't know. It wouldn't matter. It, it, I mean, it really wouldn't matter too much. I did the blue. I did the blues. I did the the day side because I remember having to. Um, I remember having to try to match that little mountain, like the little remnant of a mountain, to to go with the other one. Oh, um, that... and and I had done most of the mountain, so I, I definitely did the the day side first. Okay, you know <laughs> that um, that brings up a thought because you did you mask it off with a vinyl that you couldn't see what the other side was. Uh, yeah, it was just an opaque white. Okay, so I was like, okay, everything lines up pretty nicely, but you mm -hmm. really couldn't tell necessarily. I mean, you maybe you've made some marks of where mm -hmm. stuff was, but you couldn't tell exactly. Yeah, I th I think I uh, I made some mark. 
I, I made a mark somewhere to note because like just the the only <clears throat> the only thing that had to match was that where the little bit of that mountain was. I think yes. I just like put a little tiny pencil mark. Yeah, I think I just put like a little tiny pencil mark or something enough to see it. And then when I had the vinyl on, um, then I you know marked up the vinyl because that'll actually accept pencil. Gotcha. <clears throat> no, again, man. Do you do any other texturing or coloring to the clouds after you take the glue off? Because it looks pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you didn't like, if I just, if I just took the glue off and mm. that was it, it would look like. I mean, it, it's not a good look. Um, <laughs> so then, so then, basically, I'll take whatever whatever I used on the sky. So like for that, that was Caribbean blue. Um, I'll take that. And for clouds, I'll definitely I use cotton balls, and you know, then start working in the shading and texturing on the clouds or whatever. <clears throat> and awesome. you know, and the good thing with the clouds again, like you know, it, as long as you don't make it look like too ridiculously dark or um, or give it like any super hard edges, because mm-hmm. clouds in real life do have hard, you know, they have hard edges a lot. Mm-hmm. But when you try to like. If you try to do that on like art, like uh, on at least on the disc, it just looks really cartoony. Like it mm. just it doesn't it doesn't do good. So having them soft like that, you know, ends up just looking more realistic. Nice. No. Also, looks really <clears throat> cool in the air. Yeah. You know, people always say that, but like, I don't, I don't really see the top of my discs that often, like too much. You know, like. <laughs> well, with me, I throw nose up, so I see it all the time. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, so I guess I'm just really good. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, So I've got proof of the contrary. Hard proof. um, So you you also do a beach scene. How Mm -hmm. did you come up with that? Um, I think I'd seen. uh, I'm pretty sure it was on Reddit. Um, I saw somebody's uh, somebody do a die, and it was it like. They didn't, I don't think they were like intentionally did like were trying to make it look like a beach. But when I saw it, I was just like, man, that looks like, that looks like, you know, like an aerial view of a beach. Um, and, you know, I wondered like, I might want to give that a try. So I remember doing it like on an old, like I had like a Rico that I wanted to, to, to do something on. Um, so by, uh, so I just t- tried to emulate it. And I think I might have even asked them like message them and ask them what color they use for the sand because I didn't, you know, I didn't know what, what dye it like, I didn't have whatever, whatever I had at the time, it wouldn't have worked. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure I messaged them and asked them because that's the only, that, that's how I ended up on it. I think it was them. Okay. Okay. Which, What's the color? Oh, I'm not telling you. Okay. Trade secret. All right. Yeah. Me and that person on Reddit. Uh, no, actually like it's the, it's, the it's rit rit synthetic sandstone um it's the uh the the anomaly i think for for rit Uh, (laughs) i was gonna say you're probably the only person that currently uses rit (laughs) yeah i know and i uh, and i use it a lot too i use it on like for skin tone like for you know skin tone as well um but it works good it like and it saturates like at least the way I do it, I don't know how about how it would work for glue masking or, mm-hmm. um, you know, or any other process. But as far as like applying it directly, 
like all I do is I pour some of that in that shot glass and rubbing alcohol. Mm. Um, and I, I don't have a certain, like I, I don't remember if I was supposed to use a little bit or a lot, which, if, which one makes it better, but I usually just do 50, 50. Um, and once you, I mean, you can dip that plat, you know, the paper towel in there one time and you'll then put it on a disc and it's, it changes the color quickly. Hmm. So it's, it's actually works really well. Interesting. And it stayed, yeah. And it's, and it lasts a long time too. Like, like it, it's pretty good. Huh? Well, speaking of skin tones, <clears throat> you do these dyes. Mm-hmm. And for the audio listener, you're SOL. Um, <laughs> but what made you do this awesome die? Um, uh, I know I, I had done something similar uh, in Discord with uh, me and my buddy. Like, uh, you know, like in Discord, you have like a little circular um, avatar, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, like, like it just comes to, you know, we're all, you know, it's the rest of development, right? Like it's, you know, like, um, and I, I, I just remember thinking I had a compass <clears throat> that I wanted to, I wanted to get, I, I had a, a warship and a compass. Like I wanted a little bit of a stable mid range. Um, so I'd gotten one of each in white and I was like, whichever one of these I like the best, I'm going to die a boob on it. And the, the intention was to literally just do, you know, three circles, you know, the, the, you know, the three circles. Um, and, and just that, like, but once I, once I started on it, I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to go ahead and start shading these things up. And then like when I was done, I was like, um, you know, my wife is like, she's always, I, I do everything in the kitchen <clears throat> and, uh, our kitchen and living room are open. She's like usually just in the living room watching TV or something. And but like by the time I was done with it, I was like, this thing is like went from like a funny idea, like to make a cartoon boob, to now it's like this kind of is like uncomfortably uh, <laughs> real, kind of realistic looking. You know, this went from funny to maybe kind of creepy. <laughs> uh, but nice, you know, it's like once you start, you, I mean, if you can, you like, you know, like you're kind, of, you're an artist as well, right? I know yeah. you're graphic. You know, like if you can, if you can shade something, you're going to shade it, you know, like even, yeah. I'm sure like even with like coloring books, like if you're with your kids, you know, and like you're like doing coloring too, mm-hmm. like you're never going to have just a solid blue, you know, it's like, I'm going to, you know, arc this up, you know, impress all the, you know, yeah. anybody else around here that can't do it. They think well, it's magic. Yes. It, it adds a lot of depth and texture to it. Mm. Um. Well, you're using your um, visual arts degree very well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but you—they—they uh, are pretty um, realistic. Um, I will give you that, and they look really good. I don't know if you had any um, inspiration that you were pulling from. What? <laughs> doing this. No, uh, no, I didn't. They were—they were pretty pinkish for a while um and my wife did like point out she's like you know the you know they're not all you know like you you should probably try to switch these up a little bit here and there you know so yes so uh, so i got ordered some eye dye brown um so yeah that's the first time i've ever used it before 
Nice. Yeah. I feel like you need to do a man boob and add some like hair strangles. Somebody, uh, somebody just uh, like got like uh, ordered one from me, and he like he asked me to do like a man one, <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, I don't ever like charge people before I die. Yeah. You know, until I'm done. Um, and I, so I was like, dude, I'm, I was like, I'll do it for you, but I'm a little bit scared of like the repercussions if, it, if this goes badly. It's like, I feel like yeah. I'm going to be out of a disc here. Um, and I was like, so I'll tell you what, I'll do a normal boob one and I'll send you a picture of it. And then from there, you can decide if you want me to try to do this or not. Um, and luckily when he, when I sent it to him, he's like, ah, just, just send it to me like that. Aww. And I was like, all right, cool. Cause I don't know, like it would have just been, I like, I was thinking in my head, like how I would even do that. I was th- what I, I was thinking I would put like dip a string into the, uh, into the die maybe, mm-hmm. and just like let the string kind of <laughs> make, you know, like yeah. that was the only thing I could think of. Cause I was like, this is going to look so stupid. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess I never really thought the logistics of creating um, body no. hair. <laughs> you know, if if I had your beard, you could just dip that bad boy. Like, you know, yeah, just you know, instead of using a shot glass, just use like a, you know, a big a bowl. Yeah. And just dip your beard in there and just kind of splotch it down, up and down on there. Well, when I do my bi-yearly shave, I can just save some and I'll send it to you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't dye it on there. You'll just kind of glue it on there. <laughs> oh, God. Like, actually use yours. <laughs> uh, but I feel oh like if you God. ever do that type of disc, that you'll never post it because you don't want anybody to see it. It's like, and you don't want to do more of them. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> or, like, for anybody to ever, like, Google you and see that. I feel like you, like, end up on some sort of list. Hey, you know, whatever. Um, do you have any fail stories uh, in your disc dying adventures? Um, yes, uh, like not many. Luckily, like um, the you know the rim job was a failed rim job, but like if for a while it worked out. But that's like you know just learning that you can't do DX plastic. Um, I've had stencils, you know not go flush on a stamp or something and then you get bleeding um like there's there's been a couple of stencil ones that i did like first starting out um you know but mostly just bleeding um but like i did this the this k1 soft uh, cax z for myself um right when i was learning the glue beds (laughs) And it was the first cast blast one that I'd done. And that's, you know, like, I think a lot of people have ran into it, too, if they didn't research enough. Is that, like, cast blast, I think, has, like, a mega release agent or something. Or I don't know what it's called. But you got to, like, really clean the crap out of it to, to uh, you know, to get it to stick. And, um, you know, like, the one good thing from it is that, like, since that disc, like, I, I have like the same process of cleaning a disc no matter what it is um, and it's like the process that you have to use to make sure like a cast class one is is good and ready to go so you know like try to I guess you, you know learn from your mistakes so what is that process that you uh, clean your disc with um, I'll take I take um, a white uh, magic eraser so yeah magic eraser mm-hmm. um, 
and uh, like I'll plop some dishwashing detergent on it, um, and then rub that really good. Uh, you know, usually several times. And then when I'm done with that, then I'll go back over it with uh, this rubbing alcohol, like once or twice, um, and that's that's that. That so. is pretty thorough. The only thing that I do is just take the rubbing alcohol and go over it. And so far, it's been good, but I haven't tied a lot of castoplast. I've I've felt for a long time it was probably overkill. Yeah. But I have, but everything's been good, so I'm like, ah, whatever. It's um. It is like it is kind of like a pain in the butt. Like that's one of the like least favorite things, especially if I'm gonna do like if I'm lining up to do like seven or eight, then uh you know like in a you know pretty soon I'll just mm-hmm. do it all at once, and it's like man this is like it doesn't take that long, but it's long enough to be like this is just boring and not very fun. Yeah, it's like sanding and woodworking. It is the it's worst exa- part. It's exactly like sanding and wood- like. Like, I do, like, a lot of woodworking, and I've told my wife before, I was like, because she's always like, I wish I could help. And I was like, if you want to sand, you could do that, because, like, sanding is just the most yeah. mindless, like, there's not a, you know, there's not enough podcasts or, or an interesting <laughs> enough, you know, anything to listen to that makes that fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is there anything that you would like to do to you know try something new or improve your style or just something that you like to do or learn um as far as like different dyeing styles not really um just because i don't like uh i don't have you know i work at my kitchen sink i don't have a ton of space um i don't have a ton of time um so i don't necessarily want to learn really want to learn something new especially when when all of that is kind of like there's you know like you can find you can just there's a million people that that can do it um so there's no real reason to um and when somebody asks if they you know if i do you know like uh, if i do cells or you know if i can do this stencil one for them or um i've i've like just told them you know i've said hey i would i would go to you know this person or this person rather than me doing because either i don't want to do it or i wouldn't do it as good so mm. you know and i don't want to charge less you know uh, so I, you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to charge less and i don't want to charge you more than somebody else might and it would be worse anyways mm. um and is you know uh and, and for you know for the painting stuff yeah, I'm always you know, like I spend a lot of time just on unsplash, um, just you know looking at random you know, landscape photography or anything like that to see if anything ever catches my eye. So when it when I do have time to do something new, um, you know I'll, I'll I will, but for the most part, when you're just doing commissions, you know, it's usually just hey, can you do one that looks like the you know like this other one you did or whatever. So you kind of mm-hmm. turn into a little bit of a you know, a, you know, a repeat machine yeah. assembly line. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, it's, you're happy with it. Yeah. I mean, do you enjoy doing that? Yeah, it's fine by me. Um, you know, at this point, you know, with a, with a kid, you know, mm-hmm. like I had a, I had a son in last November, you know, at this point, 
you know, money is money. You know, I don't, I don't mind one bit. And the best thing, the good thing is like each one I do um, is better than the last one, you know, usually. So, mm-hmm. um, and for me, like, <clears throat> you know, I have like plenty of things like creative outlets. So this isn't like my, the only thing that I can do to, you know, to, to get that, you know, sensation or whatever. So, you know, if it's the 50th one for me, it's still that person's first, you know, it's, it's, it's still theirs, you know, that mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, it's no difference to, to them. So it's just as special. And for me, you know, it's, it's fine. I like to do them. Um, you know, there's, if there's any, if there were any that I, that were a pain in the butt to do, I don't, I, I don't, or I'll, I'll tell people I don't, I don't want to do that one or I just won't even post it, you know, mm-hmm. which now I, now I want to see all the ones that you didn't post. Mm. Do you have any uh, new scenes that you are going to be doing? Um, no, nothing off the top of my head. Um, I have like a, a a disc template and or like an ideas template in Photoshop that I've got probably. Um, I mean, there's probably like 200 layers on it now of like when I just find something like I'll, I'll copy and paste it, plop it on there behind like a, you know, masked out stamp to see how it looks. So there's plenty on there that are pretty cool. Um, I don't have like one in particular that is going like, that's going to be the new hot one or whatever, mm-hmm. but there's certainly a few on there that look like they're going to be like, they would be pretty cool. It's just a matter of when I you know, have time to, to do something different. Do you have a favorite <clears throat> die that you've ever done? Um, besides think, the ones that you did for me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that by uplink, um, the the most recent like batch of beach ones. I always love the beach ones. Um, I just think they're like super subtle, but just really cool looking. Um, and the most recent one. I mean, it's it's basically similar to this this buzz here. Um. Like I was trying to think, I was like, I'm going to try to do like, uh, I mean, it's not like subliminal, but like a, a yin yang, um, shoreline. So it's not just like blatantly in your face, but it's also not just a, you know, a straight line shoreline. So that's what, you know, that's, that was the idea behind these ones. Um, and I really like it. I think it might, it might be my, my favorite one I've done. Nice. Mm-hmm. Your dyes are always so happy. Have you tried <laughs> any darker evil dyes, like a forest uh-huh. on fire? <laughs> I did. I did do one. I posted. Um, I posted it on Instagram too. It's like when, I think it might have been like the first reel I ever tried. Hmm. Um, it was my buddy who inspired the. Uh, what's the weirdest request you ever had? Um, it was a. It was a Stranger Things. Um, uh-huh. You know that like a. Yep. The spider thing mm-hmm. um i don't remember I don't know. what it's called neither I, do i so you know what i'm talking about though right yeah mm-hmm. um it's like uh he's like sent a picture of it like just like a google, google image or whatever he's like can you do this and it was like uh it had like you know a little bit of lightning on it um that like a big uh whatever that spider thing is and some trees and stuff but it was like fiery red and dark um but even like I know that you were like kind of joking when you said like do you ever do anything dark like that and after that disc was done I was like I, I hate this you know like I, like, <laughs> I don't like this one bit huh 
I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure I saw it, but I think it was so like dark that I didn't think of, that you did it. <laughs> it's, it's very possible. I mean, it's not my favorite thing I've ever done in my life, yeah. but he he loved it. It's actually it's like it's one of my like pretty good friends now that I play with a, a decent bit. Nice. Um, I've never. I think you hung it up. I've never seen it on the course. Lame. <clears throat> yeah. If you were to start just dying over again is there anything that you would do differently knowing what you know now if you had to start over um no nothing off the top of my head that i can think of um i think uh you know the way i do things now are uh, are pretty close to how i did you know how i started out like i'm certain i've, I've gotten faster at everything um but i think you know i, I didn't take too long of amount of time to, to, you know, stumble on what I do now or the way I do it now. So, you know, I think I kind of lucked out with not, you know, not having too many growing problems or anything like that. So nothing too much. Well, must be nice <clears throat> to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> um, so I, I know that you just had a child and your time is limited, but have you ever vended at events or currently vend at events or want to? Um, no, at all. Um, no, I've given a couple discs to, um, to local, like, um, like I've kind of befriended the guy, the like local guy who runs like a pretty, I think he runs like 90% of the tournaments around here. Um, I've given him a couple discs that were like ones that didn't sell, um, that were still like, I wouldn't give him like a crappy one. Like they were like pretty good discs. <clears throat> um, to just like like hey if you want this if you want to put it in like you know do with this what you will basically um, so I've done that before but I've like I've never have like enough like it would take way too long to have enough just to go take and sell anywhere you know I think um, I think I, I don't know a lot about vending but I imagine that if you have enough just to take and vend that you know they probably were able to get done pretty pretty quickly you know like you know to make it worth your while um and i just i can't imagine it ever being a, a thing for me right on yeah <clears throat> do you have any tips or tricks that you would like to share with either beginner disc dyers out there or seasoned veterans at all um i don't think anything that i haven't already talked about but like <laughs> One like uh, with and I've I've never used denatured alcohol before. Um, I don't know if you have. But, I've dabbled um, with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is it just that it's stronger than than rubbing alcohol? Like, what's the uh, difference? I would say yeah. So, if you're just using dye with like rubbing alcohol, denatured, and acetone, that's mm-hmm. kind of the level of um, uh, acceptance speed i guess you would call it so say you have like the 70 percent isopropyl alcohol would be the lowest which the would, lowest, probably, yeah. would be super take forever uh then you mm-hmm. have the 91 percent isopropyl isopropyl alcohol that's a mouthful um that's what i use um i don't really use it to die with but i use it to like clean my discs then you have the denatured or um depending on where you're from it's like camping fuel uh stove fuel uh-huh. And then you have the acetone, which is like the harshest of the harsh. But yeah, from my my understanding, denatured is in between isopropyl 
isopropyl alcohol uh, and acetone. Isopropyl alcohol. Um, so, like one like one good tip um, is is with that rubbing alcohol is you can you can kind of clean up mistakes if you're fast enough with with that rubbing alcohol, um, especially with gradients. <clears throat> when I do gradients, it's a lot of you know it's a lot of you know a lot of circles and then going too dark and then scrubbing it with just a, a, a wad of uh, paper towel that's just got rubbing alcohol in it to kind of to help smooth out that edge and then you know just a lot of rinse and repeat but rubbing alcohol like is if you you know if you're working quick enough or like if you react quick enough it does you can kind of like you're never gonna like erase anything if like forever mm-hmm. but you can definitely you know take something from a hundred percent to you know to like 20 percent if you're really quick and you know um you know are on it so yeah. that is like as far as with painting you know, or like you know painting uh discs um that's one good thing to know is that you can kind of have that as a little bit of a backup you know oh shit plan um, and a lot of times I like, I have like, I'll take one shot glass and I call it like the oh shit glass. Like, and it's just full of rubbing alcohol and, you know, waiting and tempting me. Like, you know, I'm here, buddy. You know, I got you. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Your safety blanket. Yeah. Don't panic. <laughs> um, that got me thinking and curious because you do the acetone and isopropyl alcohol. So if like the. I don't know where my left and right on the screen is, but your alcohol and acetone, you mix them together, you get into the middle. Mm-hmm. And that would be like the same um, properties that you would get with just straight up denatured. Or if the properties of... I, I like that you, how you mix it because you can do different ratios if you want you know, more intensity or less intensity. Yeah. Uh, the denatured, you're kind of set. Yeah. I would... I, I like... Um, I forget who I was talking to recently they were asking me like about the process like my process um and you know i told them that's what i do and they they said uh they're like oh cool i'm gonna you know pre-mix a bunch of um pre-mix a a bunch of colors and uh and i was like yeah i mean you can do that if you want like you you know they can do whatever anybody can do whatever the hell they want i was like i don't do that because i like i want to like do all the mixing right there on the spot you know because like you said you know like you can you can change the intensity of it you know on the fly you're mm-hmm. not always going to need you know just one you know it, actually it's the opposite of what you need is one solid color so yeah. like make you know pre-mixing it is basically just kind of if you did that you'd still you'd have to find a way to dump more powder into it or something if you wanted it to go darker i guess mm-hmm. powder or something I stone I don't know. yeah um do you start with like one ratio then as you use that color change it up at all yeah um usually um well i guess it, i mean I, I go either way um you know say you, you start in the middle um mm-hmm. if you need it to go lighter like i guess it depends on what what i do what i'm working on and how it's going um and you know adding more alcohol to that will you know i'll will make it less intense um, and then if I needed to go darker, then I'll just take more of the droplets from the, from those bottles. That's just the acetone and the powder and, um, you know, work on that. 
And then mm-hmm. if it needs like some black or, you know, like I, the other good thing about it is you can mix, you know, like you can mix any color you want with like I've had, I, like I've only had, I've only had probably like eight or nine colors for the entire time that I've, you know, that I've been doing this. And like the, the, the I've had, like I've had like basically the same packs of it too. The one really good thing about this is you don't go through yeah. material nearly like when I watch some of the videos of people doing like, you know, the squirting out the stuff like, mm-hmm. uh, like those wave ones that, uh, red does or mm-hmm. Austin. Um, it's like, Holy shit. Like, I think he just used more. <laughs> I have to imagine he just used more dyed like in that one 30 second clip than I've used, you know, in two months. Yeah. Um, that is the, the a nice thing about, um, that type of mixture. Cause that, stuff will last forever mm-hmm. um how do you test the color you know before you put it on the disc or do you just know open it, open pray yeah, i was gonna see okay there you go yeah. that answers my question yeah the, S- send it and find out yeah hope it's not too dark or too what you weren't going for um when i when i was first starting and just doing my discs i'd just flip them over and i would just go on the back of them and like the like i wish i I don't have it on me um like my that berg if you looked at the back of it it looks like you know it looks like bob ross's you know uh whatever the hell that thing's called i was i was not good a good painter in art school uh uh not an easel um yeah it's just you know it's just splats of color all over the place and um like i'll use a, a a paper plate um on the counter to basically kind of like if I'm once I dab up uh, you know drop a paintbrush or you know the paper the paper towels into it I'll dab it on a um, on a paper plate so I'll get a good uh, like an indication of what it looks like on that at least and I mean that's white and it usually translates pretty well so I've got an idea but you know you never really know how intense it's going to be until you you know yeah. you take your first spin and see what it looks like how saturated do you have your applicators? Is it like sopping wet or is it pretty dry? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty wet. Um, yeah, yeah usually pretty wet. Cause you can, you know, you can, a lot of like when I'm doing like backgrounds, especially like I'm starting on the rim, like or on the, on the farthest outside, usually that's going to be like your darkest. <clears throat> so I'll get it pretty soaked up and pretty wet. Um, and you know, and like I said, man, you're just kind of hoping for the best and you know, you might end up with some pretty hard lines, like on the first couple passes, but you, like with that paper plate there, you know, like so you can dab it, you know, you know, try to get some of it out of it and then it'll be a little bit lighter. But you know, like if you started, you could start light for sure, but you're, it's not, you're not going to get, you know, you're going to run out of stuff by the, you know, by the first couple passes. And it's a lot of re-dipping. It's a lot of re-dipping, too. Like, it's not yeah. like you dip it one time and you're good to go. Like, it's, you mm-hmm. know, constant. And when you're dyeing your discs, how, like, do you have them on the table? Do you hold it in your hand? How do you support the disc while you dye? I hold it in my hand. I'm yeah. just at the, yeah, I'm at the sink, so. Um, yeah, so I just hold it in my hand. My so. hand is tired already from just hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm like a 
world-class bodybuilder um, shape, so it's not too it's not too difficult. Nice. You can see in the video. <laughs> um, how has your visual arts degree helped you with your disc dyeing? Um, well, so like obviously, like having you know an idea of how you are you know just just the ability is you know like the probably like the most obvious thing but um you know knowing you know like like i know how you like teach course on the color wheel and like how you you know mix how you can make you know two colors into a different color um you know stuff like that you know you don't like i don't have to think about that or like you know that's part that comes easy because like you just know how that works if you've done that before um compositionally too um i think uh <clears throat> you know uh, one of the most important things in, in art is is composition um so you know any you know if you can you you know if you see two pictures of uh of a tree in a field you know like uh you probably can tell you know and one of them was a uh, you know is has an artistic eye and one is just shooting with a you know a phone you know, you're going to be able to tell the difference between those two photos. Um, so I think like, you know, just knowing and understanding composition and how to frame stuff is, is one, one thing as well that is, uh, that I'm able to kind of do well, I think. Yeah. I know the color wheel is talked, talked about a lot and it's very, very important. Otherwise you end with uh, brown if you mix around colors, but yeah, composition is also very very important of yeah. where you put the specific elements on a discs um and i've seen people do stencils and they kind of put it off wonky and it just the balance isn't right and no fault of their own but um yeah it, it is it's important yeah I, yeah i remember um like one of the like one thing that really sticks with me like it's like because i'm a graphic designer as well i know you are um, I remember when I was in school, like, uh, my second go around to like, like after, after I had a visual art degree and couldn't get a job, like, or really, I don't even know what job you can get with just a visual art degree. Um, I was just there to, no, I was just there to drink and, be in turn and play disc golf and hit people's cars. Um, but, uh, when I went back to school, like, uh, just to, um, uh, community college, <clears throat> where I was a straight A student because I was paying for all of this on my own dime. Um, one of the main things I remember was in a, I was working on like a, some project, a, I think it was like a movie poster or something. And the teacher, like he just simply said, like, take the, you know, like, like if I'm, oh, here we are. You know, like take that title that, you know, of the movie instead of all the way on the edge over here, like just scrunch it in, you know, like leave, leave, leave it room to breathe. Um, and so like that, like just always stuck with me. It's like, you know, like leave, you, you need to like leave room to breathe for stuff. So, and you see it all the time. Like <clears throat> you'll see it on billboards all the time. If you look for it, like just like letters butted all the way up to the edge, you know, like and it, it's things like that, like where, where if you're doing just, and it works the same for like photography, which is what, you know, what painting is, you know. It's like be conscious of stuff and let stuff breathe and don't like 
I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but when you see it, you see it. You know, like you can just tell. Yeah, you can tell a good designer <laughs> or um, an entry level or beginner designer um, by like the amount of space that they leave. And I even I'm guilty of trying to fill up space, but um, non designers that tell you to make the logo bigger just make my grind my gears. Yeah, <laughs> just make the logo bigger and make it pop. Well, yeah. you know. It's the negative space that makes you feel less claustrophobic and more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's one of those ones if it's if it's your you know, if it's your corporate job and you're getting paid anyway, you just say, Oh, whatever the fuck, man. Whatever you guys want, I don't care. And if it's <sighs> if it's side job, you say, Well, that ain't happening. <laughs> you know, like we're doing it this way. Yeah. Um and if not, then you just and I say, all right, well, we'll see you later. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, you know, this nice portfolio with the work that you like, and that's how you get hired. But the people that hired you don't, like, just make it look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a weird balance of, um, you know, uh, you, your integrity and your need for money. You know, like, uh, <laughs> at a certain point, like, it's just like, what's, where do we, where do we meet here? You know? Yeah. And then, yeah, go, you just don't put it on your portfolio. Yes. I can go down this design rabbit hole, but I am not. So we okay. digress. I learned a lot uh, about your this dying in your process and uh, made me think about some um, potential things that I would like to try as well. But moving on to the next section that we're going to get to know Gary a little bit better. So right. first thing that I have is your favorite faves. What is your favorite food? Favorite food is definitely chicken wings. Like, Good answer. Yeah, that's not even a question. <laughs> Buffalo uh, wings. Yeah. Do you have a specific spot that you like to get them? Sauce? No, uh, not spot. Uh, sauce for sure. Just like hot sauce, like Frank's, you know, like the mm. traditional buffalo sauce. Um, <clears throat> but as far as like places to go no no i mean there's certainly bad ones like it's kind of like my barometer for any restaurant like if i go to anywhere new um and they have wings like that's what i get to see like so i know like i know everywhere in town that has good wings and i have no everywhere in town that has you know bad wings but we we uh we cook mostly mostly at our house and like we my my wife is like a really really good cook and she's really good on the grill too, which is like, um, not emasculating because I, <laughs> I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, like I'm good at it too, but she's better than I am. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, she does really great grilled wings. I'll do smoked wings. Like, uh, nah, just love them. It's my favorite. Be careful about talking about wings. Cause anybody, anytime that anybody talks about wings, I have to go get some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's nine thirty-eight, <laughs> and I've already eaten, but now I'm like. You know, come to think about it, I haven't talked about chicken a lot tonight. I was going to say you talked about chicken nuggets, yeah. popcorn chicken. Yeah. I see, I, I see, I see a theme here. Yeah, I like chicken. <laughs> um, okay, million dollar question. Mm-hmm. What sauce do you like to dip the wings in? Oh, um, I mean, I'm sure like some people want to hear blue cheese or some want to hear ranch. But like usually if I'm at a restaurant, I'll ask for one of each. Um, and if we're here, it's whichever one is like the first one I grab, I like, I, I've ranch and blue cheese are equally 
they're they're a okay in my book yeah i i concur <clears throat> it's uh both white creamy sauce one just may have a little bit of chunks in it yeah are you like anti chunks or are you cool with it i'm fine with anything yeah um oh. all right uh the sauce is a nice complimentary to the hotness of the wing sauce yep yep all right what is your favorite beverage alcoholic uh probably vodka um uh, that's what i'm sipping on as we speak um and non-alcoholic uh probably water and a lot of times i'll mix it with like uh, gatorade zero just to give it some flavor that's probably my favorite so you watered down gatorade yeah i watered down watered down gatorade because well, i think that's what a gatorade already is you don't like gatorade no i like gatorade but you water it down which is yeah, it, there's it's like a hint of flavor it's like yeah but it's take, a good hint like okay that that's your opinion uh but it's like you take an empty gatorade bottle that you just drank and there's just like that little smidge in there and you pour water in it and you swish it around that's like well, what that's the flavor that would remind me of what you do oh no well you got your ratios wrong man it's like <laughs> half and half like it's not like just a tiny bit like just yeah <clears throat> i don't know this is like way longer than i thought we talked about gatorade and water <laughs> <laughs> but basically no basically just like uh it was it, more or less it was just a cheap it was like a cheap ass way of making gatorade last longer was uh <clears throat> just pour half of one into a cup and then put the other half with water and it didn't taste awful and I was like, oh, well, I can get like two, you know, two glasses of Gatorade out of this instead of one. It's a life hack. There, there you go. Um, yeah. Have you ever used those um, powder packets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they suck. Like, I don't, I don't like those very much. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Yeah, it's too much work, too. I mean, granted, it's probably, it probably is cheaper, but like. <laughs> Like you pick your poison, you know. Like the uh, you, you know, like your you pick your battles. I'll I'll go. Uh, I'll spend a little bit more on a bottle than I will on the. I find it fascinating powder. that you say that it's more work for the little powder packets. You fill a container up, tear a packet, pour in, ta-da. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. No, but I probably wouldn't use the whole packet. So oh. like, then splitting it, then you like. You gotta like find a little clothespin to like uh, you know to keep it closed or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> Twist. Yeah, we have spent way too much time talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine that? Next question: What is or who is your favorite band and or song? Um, my like, my favorite band of all time is definitely the Beatles. Um. I have like I like most genres. Well, actually, that's not even true. <clears throat> I like uh, some genres of music. Um, you know, classic rock being one of them, of course. But um, I like a lot of like older hip hop, and not even like old, but just not like new stuff that's not really hip hop. Um, it's probably what I listen to the most, honestly. Um, but the Beatles, like for our like just kind of the foundation for a lot of a lot yeah. of music yeah and they're my favorite fantastic yes yep. a whole lot so, of love i don't know but i don't really have a favorite song i don't think yeah. it'd be hard to say i feel like you have a lot of positivity and love yeah but that's a great thing oh okay <laughs> i don't know if you're being sarcastic or not 
No, seriously, because, you know, happy little accidents, all your nice stuff, and it's, uh, you know, everybody loves boobs, too, so. (laughs) Um, so, We all knew it was coming back to that. Yes. Uh, So, besides disc dying, playing disc golf, what other hobbies do you have? Um, Well, I've played guitar since, like, seventh grade, so I've played guitar for a really long time. Um... Uh, I like, like, I do a lot of woodworking, um, like building stuff and kind of like art stuff too. Like I do like, um, a good bit of like wood stain art stuff. Like I learned that you could, it's actually a lot like stencil dyeing. You can use, uh, gel. You do, do you, you do woodworking too? I do. Have you ever used like gel stain before? I have you not. Promote? It's awesome. Like you can use, it's, uh. I'd have to send you a link of like the brand, but um, it's basically like it's like wood stain, except mm. it's really gloopy. Like uh, like think of like Jello, um, not Jello, uh, yeah, Jello. Like, um, and it actually like it doesn't bleed, so you can use um, painters tape and then use like an exacto knife the same way like a cricket would or you know whatever, mm. and use the stain for that and it like has like super hard lines so like you can make like like i've done really cool art with it like uh, i've made my wife like some mickey mouse like she's like a big disney dork um or uh it's probably me but you know she's like big into disney so i've like made her like mickey mouse and mini stuff um i've done like some college i've done like big college logos like wall hanger stuff before um so like woodworking uh I don't know. I mean, I, I usually, I've got, I can occupy myself with something usually. Um, do you do like m- multiple colors with the, um, yeah. The, um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I mean like there's probably at least this one brand. If you just went to home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, um, <clears throat> you can probably find, uh, I don't know, like probably like eight different shades. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like named like cedar and yeah. walnut and whatnot. And I've just got like a, like, I kind of like did my own, like one piece of wood with the ones I've got and, you know, put a splot, like a swatch here and here and here to know which is which. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can definitely, you can do shading. And I've actually, uh, I was thinking about actually doing this, uh, like the, one of these beach designs with, like with that and like on a piece, like a large piece of wood and seeing yeah. how that works. I was like, because I was like, man, daycare is fucking expensive. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like if I can find like another like you know another yeah. way of getting some extra side money, but I think this could actually like I could see that being cool, especially if you did kind of like whitewash mm, the like yeah. the you know the the white part of the water and stuff, like just a real thin white mm-hmm. bit over it. So that's like I'll you can look for that maybe. I think I want to try that. I have no idea where to sell it or how or if it would sell, but. Well, um, I feel like almost anything would be more profitable than just dying. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, then you can also just make uh, wooden boobs. <laughs> yeah. That'd go over, right? Yeah. Well, you, you never know. You never know. Yeah. I mean, then you could do some like carving to make it three dimensional. Oh. You know, that's a good point, actually. Hey, you know, you know, what's funny is um, I was showing uh, I was uh, the there's a course here that's at a brewery 
<clears throat> it's a really good course too and a pretty cool brewery um and i was showing him uh some of my uh he like uh like so most of the people in there are like disc golfers that are like they're in, in a round or like done with their round and it was the bartender and uh he was like talking to me about him and I, we started talking about my dyes and i showed him like my uh, instagram and stuff and he like saw the boob <laughs> and he's like but how is the how does it work with the he, like the nipple like like it was not like he could not comprehend that this was flat mm. and like i have like my mike Litch has it on there so i like i went into my car and like brought it and he's like oh you know like it's like i thought it like it was raised or whatever and i was like oh it's like a nice compliment yeah absolutely but that's actually a pretty good idea of like a <laughs> of a multi-layered uh, yes piece of a piece of wood art well, you can send uh, my portion of the proceeds too. No. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> New generations daycare. Yes. So I laughed at the daycare is expensive, but my gosh, is daycare expensive? Because uh, it's ridiculous, man. Had to do that with my child, and um, it's like at a point, does my significant other just stop working? Because it would potentially be cheaper than it's- it would be it's not far off like it's almost there um it's not quite and she like she wouldn't want to she she wouldn't want to do that like full-time anyways which i completely respect Mm -hmm. um so it wouldn't be an option but like logistically speaking it's it's actually i mean like it's probably like pretty realistic it's 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 crazy i actually like told myself because like i've spend a, I spend a, a lot amount of time like internally just really bitching about this like in my head like how much money this costs and like I, I remember like thinking about like being on this podcast a couple of days ago and thinking you need to really try to not mention um, how much daycare costs because <laughs> it, it somehow creeps into every conversation I ever have with anybody <laughs> so how about that weather well damn daycare costs yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, the daycare that we chose, it wasn't expensive and it wasn't cheap. It was like maybe borderline lower middle, but it was like more than we were paying for a mortgage a month. Mm -hmm. Ours, it's, yeah, ours is not like, I think on the grand scheme of things, it's on the lower end Mm -hmm. and it's still like, you know, a few hundred bucks more than our, you know, than our mortgage is. Yeah, it's just like Jesus, man. I don't know how, because I mean, we're not like we're not bad off. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how anybody that's like, you know, that was kind of, you know, like a paycheck to paycheck situation can deal with it. It's fucking. It's crazy. It is. Um, it is. I know we it, were looking for uh, daycare centers, and we went to this really fancy one that had like this little yoga studio for the kids and this uh, chef station. It's like. <laughs> ah i don't think we can afford that <laughs> yeah like where's the one with pop tarts uh, she has <laughs> yes. and velveta because <laughs> we'll cook them something nice at home but man yeah 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 i don't know man it's uh it's crazy and that, i mean that's only one kid i don't know how, like i think if you have two like they get they discount you like 20 bucks or something i like i swear to god if my wife like walks by and, and just happens to hear me bitching about daycare she, like she's just gonna be like jesus man you're still talking about it <laughs> all right we're gonna have to cut this just like gatorade we'll move on 
Next section that I have is uh, disc selection. If you had to pick three discs to use for the rest of your life at any course, what would they be and why? I'd probably use, I mean, I might be just going off of recency bias, but I think I would probably use this uplink. Nah, that's too understable. Ah, I'll go with it because you can kind of work it. Use that. And I could actually probably use it as a putter too because I've actually just used it. I played around with only it recently to just to try to learn it. And I was putting like, I putted better that round than I normally putt, which is really frustrating. <laughs> so maybe I would just use it. Um, then a fairway, probably use it. Um, I have a G-Star, like a really old G-Star Wraith. That's probably my favorite driver. Um, so I would stick with, I'd go with it. Then a mid, I mean a fairway. Maybe we'll do, um, let's see, we'll do a cast class uh, lots. It's got a little little stability to it. Um, I'd probably go with those three, I think. All right. Well, that is set in stone, and that's all you can use from now on. That's fine. <laughs> um, the next section, Lee Perfect Hole. What has been your favorite course and or hole that you've played so far? Um, it changed uh, Sunday because we went down to WR Jackson to play. Um, so before that, it would probably have been um, there's the the brewery course. Um, it's actually it looks like a miniature, kind of like a miniature version of WR Jackson. It's got tons of trees on either side, but grassed fairways. Like it's it's really pretty. But um, now it would be. Uh, seven at WR Jackson, which um, when I went, I did get to go and watch like a round when the pros were here, um, and I watched that hole in particular a lot. It's it's a really cool one. Like it's got a, um, you just you know it's got a drive over grass fairway and it finishes left. <clears throat> then it's just got a huge um, wooded gully that kind of goes down and then back up with just a bunch of trees spotted all over the place. Um, and before like going down there, I was like, man, I really, like, I remember really liking that hole and I just really hope I throw it good cause I want to like it. And it was, <laughs> it ended up being my only birdie on the day. Like it's par four. Um, like pretty, I mean, like we were playing from the short tees on the ones where they were available, but I still, I mean, I think it's still like 650 feet or something like that. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to dodge. So that would be like, that's my favorite one now. It's very scenic. Um, and you did like, I get to, you know, also like that I, I had a pretty good throw on it. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any courses that are on your bucket list that you want to play? Um, nothing like, no like major popular ones or anything like that. Like, um, basically, I just like to, like, if I have, if I have especially like a whole Saturday where I can really just go and, you know, if we, if my, uh, you know, my dad has my son, my wife just wants to hang out and do her thing, then I want to go to somewhere new. Cause you know, I've played, you know, I can play the same, we have a ton of courses around here, but I've played them all, you know, so many times that I just want to try to get to anywhere, anywhere new if I can. So I'm averaging like one or two a month, Actually, that's probably a little high. One a month, maybe, like a new course. Um, but, yeah, just somewhere anywhere different that's, you know, 
has like over a four rating U disc. Yeah, no, that is awesome. I try to play a lot of new courses as well. It's kind of slowed down, but um, it's it would take almost a lifetime to play out the courses here in Wisconsin. Yeah, I know you guys got a ton. Yeah, I'm like we're lucky. I think we're both lucky, pretty uh, location wise, where we're at um, for the you know the amount of courses that are around where we're at. Nice. Yeah. Okay, next section. Dream date. If you had to pick any pro disc golfer to play around with and hang out with, who would it be and why? It would be Matt Oram, 100%. Um, like, for, but, like, obviously, like, he's a great disc golfer, but he also seems like just the coolest guy. Um, I think, like, you know, you'd have as much fun with him, you know, on the 19th hole, uh, you know, as you would, like, while you were playing. Um, and just seems like, uh, like kind of like a normal dude to me and my, somebody like my kind of dude. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to the podcast with Midwest Die Labs with Mason Maxwell on there? Um, I say that because he caddied for Matt, um, at one of the, um, practice rounds, I think. Uh, I th- would have thought I would. I don't think I've ever, you talking about your, your podcast? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I did because I, I don't think I missed one. It might have been it up. Uh, the mind state might have been it up, you know, on the the wrong side of sober. Um, <laughs> but like I usually I usually listen to yours when I'm like uh, when I'm gonna do like a, a couple of dies. Mm-hmm. That's usually when I listen to you is when I'm dying, um, and also like I'm usually drinking then too. So it's possible I missed that detail. Did you say it was really cool? <laughs> Uh, I think so. Oh. <laughs> well, now the story was for nothing. <laughs> well, there's, there's so many people that I interview, I can't remember everything. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me, like, some cool insight on, like, what he had to say about him. Uh, no, not really. That He was just a really cool person. Okay. Oh. Well, yeah. And I, he seems I, cool. Yeah. It was, it's like the second degree of separation there for me. I was like, oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Now I like him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, now I know you listen to my stuff while you're drunk. Fantastic. Yeah, no problem. I made that just while you're... Nah, never mind. <laughs> All right, Gary. I have learned a lot about you, your dying, and a little bit more just your personal life, which I don't know if I wanted to know, but now I do know. Uh, Gatorade and daycare. Um, <laughs> but you will be raffling off a disc. Do you want to explain a little bit more about this disc? Um, sure. Uh, I'm gonna do this uh, this uh, ESP buzz here um, for anybody watching can see it's uh, the bottom stamped one. Um, it is 175, 176, and it's got this pretty cool beach yin yangy design on it, uh, aerial beach. So we'll do that. Awesome. Yeah. So, if you would like to get a chance to win that mm-hmm. awesome disc, you can head to the Dyer's Guild website at dyersguild.co slash raffled to get entered today. And 100% of the proceeds will be going to Gary. So, you know how much daycare costs. And if you want to help support him with that, and, you know, just help him continue um, and support his amazing hobby and all the amazing stuff that he is doing, please... Uh, get a chance to do that it's only as little as one dollar or as much as you would like to um give 
So thanks for that awesome disc and um, mm-hmm. excited for that. Where can people find mm-hmm. your work at? Um, on Instagram at HLA underscore disc dies. About said dot com. Um, <laughs> that I had to like shorten it to HLA because like I couldn't write happy little accidents disc dies and like fit it on the back of my stickers like uh, without a hard break. Yeah, I was going to say, I noticed that you did shorten your uh, names like, huh, I wonder why I did that. It now was, oh yeah, it was like, uh, like pie, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they had to like, shorten it down. Um, Cause I wanted to like start putting them on the back of stickers, you know, like just for something. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is not going to work. And I hope I'm going to deal with the repercussions and of changing, you know, your URL, but that's it. Um, I don't have a shop, uh, uh, online shop anywhere. But um, I, you know, I take messages. I get messages a lot on Instagram. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for those. So, you know, for anybody that ever wants to message me, I'll get them and I respond, you know, immediately. like I'll, I see them whenever they show up. So <clears throat> always willing to talk to anybody for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you would like to uh, get some commissioned work, you can have a beautiful landscape, beautiful beach scene or boobs. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, the other question that I forgot to ask that we're kind of on the topic is how did you come up with your name? Um, I, uh, I mean, it's like basically when I posted the, the first time I did the, the trees, you know, any of the trees ones, people started like always like on Facebook, they would always like, you know, have memes of Bob Ross, um, you know, like just, and after a while it was like, well, this is, this is kind of heading in one direction only. Um, so I was going to do happy, happy little trees. Um, and so I was kind of looking around it, this is like, this is still when I was kind of fresh. I didn't really, you know, associate with anybody or anything like that. And I saw that there was happy tree dies. So I was like, Oh, that's a little close. And I even like messaged her too. I was like, Hey, I know you've seen my stuff before. And like, I think we're like friends and I was thinking about naming this, um, you know, what do you think? And she, uh, she was kind of like very polite, like. What, what else are you thinking? You know, like, uh, uh, you know, and I totally respected that too. Um, so, um, that's why I went with the happy little accidents, which is, you know, one of his, one of Bob Ross's, you know, famous sayings. Um, and also like the, you know, the bonus is that like, if you have the word accidents in your name, it's already like kind of inherently <laughs> like you've got a, like a little bailout of like, you know, I did, it's not called perfect dies for you. <laughs> only <laughs> uh, yes yeah. awesome mm-hmm. well gary i greatly appreciate taking your time out of your busy day uh to be on this little podcast so until next time guys we will talk to you later bye see ya.